Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello there. Tonight's episode of Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete is brought to you by Gotham Sports Network, a new great place for New York sports blog and opinion. The guys are doing everything there. All New York sports and pop culture. Some great entries every day, so go check it out. Go to GothamSN.com. That's GothamSN.com, and go see what these guys have going on. Gotham Sports Network, all New York, all the time. All right, time for Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) We're tonight's entertainment. Go ahead. Challenge him. Challenge him. Come on. Frank's and beans. Scoop of chocolate, scoop of vanilla. Don't waste my time. I strenuously object. Is that how it works? Hey, Willie. Ow. Willie. Ow. Give my creation life. Number 246. Coming to you live from Comac, New York, and Newtown, Pennsylvania. Hi, everybody. It's Sunday night. It is 9 p.m. It's time for Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. Oh, whatever are we going to talk about? I can't even imagine. I'll give you a hint Chase Utley. Give up? Yeah, we're going to talk about the Mets and the NLDS tied one game apiece. Holy mackerel. And uh, we're going to talk about the series in general. We're going to talk about the baseball series going forward. But yeah, this is going to be a mostly Mets show. So buckle up, buttercup. I am one of your hosts, Steve Sampietro. About to be joined by my co-host. Mr. Brian Calneva, Calpino Caliente. Again, ready to unload, number 246. And we get it started. 
just about right now. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steve Sampietro. As I mentioned, the aforementioned Sam Pete. That's a lot of mentions. Um, hi, welcome to the program. It is a special uh, Sunday night RTU session of Congress, and um, I think I'm I I think I'm feeding back, Cal. I think I'm feeding back. You need to uh, to. Not sure how this is going to work. But I can hear myself. Tell you what. I'm going to bring you in. Hello there. Hi. And I can't, and I can't hear you. Just, just hold on. Hold on. We're, We're uh, experiencing some technical difficulties. So just hang out for a second. All right. Now I am going to direct connect. I'm trying to reconnect. Here's Steve. No, here he's not. See, in my ear I hear unmuted, but it's not him. Okay. So uh, like Steve was saying, we're going to talk about the NLDS tonight. Series tied 1-1, Mets and Dodgers. A little controversy last night. Just a little. We're going to talk about it. Uh, I'm very curious to hear where Steve's at. He's going to be very curious to hear where I'm at. Eventually, we're going to be able to talk to each other about it instead of alternating speaking to you about it. So while we work on the technical difficulty, as I'm getting, yes, we're going to work on <laughs> He's working on it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not in the biz. I don't know your, your hand motions. Yeah. All right. Uh, so tomorrow night Toronto wins if Toronto uh, if uh, not Toronto who's the other one you're back now you can talk yes I'm I'm here hey buddy hey how's it how's it sound on your end well it's it's feeding back so I have I have me on delay (laughs) but I can end what if I not if I don't see you anymore is that is that better Yes, now now we're good. Now we're good. Okay, so that's, yes. that's all that we needed to do. That's all we needed to do, um, and uh, because the, the video was was creating a loop. It sure was. So okay, well you can hear me. I can hear you. I would love to see your face. Let's see if we can make that happen. Welcome to Ready to Unload, episode number two hundred and forty-six. We are without the Bishop Pop Culture PJ tonight. Um, that's why we had so many problems. That's what it is. You'd like to think that, and it would be incorrect. Well, um, no, like welcome to the it. welcome to the show. We have a, a ton to talk about. Clearly, um, with the Mets in the NLDS, we didn't get to do a show last week. Um, Sometimes it's been it's been a while. Um, That's okay. We're here now. Well, I, I I'm going to be honest. Would you prefer <laughs> that I'm honest? No. No, I, I I don't have the capacity for honesty tonight. Right. Um, so I uh, let me. I'm just trying to uh, arrange my camera here, Honey Bunch. Um, yeah. Let me take a drama mean while you do that. <laughs> I'm all over the place. 
we're trying to FaceTime to get the FaceTime going, and it looks like Cal's following a hockey game as shot by my <laughs> four-year-old son. As if my, my four-year-old is, 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 is the camera op for this one. Okay, there we go. Hi. Well, that went well. Let's reset. Ready to reset. Let's go. Ready to reset with Cal and Sam, Sam reset. Here well, we that go. went well. Hey, buddy. Hey, here we are. I feel like uh, nothing's going on. No, it's been a long time since we've we've done this formally. Yep. I, I, we're I uh, we're wearing the same hat tonight. Well, that's just a coincidence. I feel like I feel like we look a little ridiculous. It's a coincidence. I'll take my hat off. That's fine. You Nobody can see us. Remember, but, but I I can see us, well, and we're wearing can. the same hat off. Mets hat. You're wearing an HBO shirt and you don't have HBO. Are you being ironic? <laughs> yeah, I'm in honor of the uh, of Brooklyn, of the Islanders <laughs> opening in Brooklyn. It's is that right? That's right. You be, you become it's ironic no, in all your sports rooting now because the Islanders play in Brooklyn. It's it's not it's HBO boxing. Also. Oh my! You're a huge boxing guy now. I was always a, fi- a fan of the fight game. This shirt was like six bucks at Old Navy, and it's so comfortable. Who are you, Bert Sugar? What is going on? Okay, Angelo. Okay, Angelo Dundee. <laughs> let me know. Let me know when you're going to start talking about the fight game. We've been doing the show for six years. We've talked about it. The sweet science was always something I was into when I was a kid. You do like the sweet it. science, yeah? Yes, me and my dad used to watch the fights. Well, how does your dad feel about uh, ridiculously dirty, cheap, late, and high not, slides? Not happy. He doesn't not feel happy. good about it? You know who else isn't happy? My mother. Not happy about it either. <laughs> your mother was very upset. <laughs> my mother is uh, – she, she's become sort of, of, of the, the star of these playoffs so far. She really is the breakout star of these playoffs. It's like when night she sent me a text <laughs> Who is this umpire? Like what? <laughs> you like this umpire? That, yeah, that was like her question, umpire? right? You like this umpire? Right. right. No, the, the you last, know how um you remember when the World Series was on like Fox all the time? Sure. And, oh, it's and silly. So, and right, and so so they always have like uh Justin Faustino, what's his name? <laughs> you know, like starring in a new sitcom and he's like somehow in the stands. Justin Faustino's always in the stands. Right. I don't even and know who that guy is. And he's from, well, who's the guy from uh, Married with Children? David, David Faustino. Faustino. And Justin Faustino. But Justin is... Faustino is also in the stands for every World Series. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> that's right. They love him. He's a, he's a 27-year-old from Staten Island. Who's this guy? Justin Faustino. Not, not the guy on Married with Children. This is just a guy. He's a baker, actually. <laughs> hey, he went into the family business. His dad was a baker. His uncle's a baker. He's a baker. No, uh, I don't want to be a baker, but I got no choice. I got no choice. The bread's in my jeans. The bread's in the blood. Go Yankees, Jeter. Um, no, they would always have like a you know somebody who was doing a a new show, and that would be a new show that was starting. Or they would have uh, and and Bill Simmons talks about this all the time. Got to give him full credit there. Where it was uh, the breakout star was always from like a commercial, like a trailer for a movie that would be shown throughout the playoffs. 
and like right. the, the the really hot girl would be the breakout star of the of the playoffs in the trailer. Anyway, your mom is the breakout star of these playoffs so far. Right. Well, that was last night. She wanted to know what was going on with the with the Utley play, <laughs> and uh, is that how she said it? I, can you please give me do your best, Barbara Calvi? Give me your best. Oh gosh, do um, you not do do you not do an impression of your mom? I do, I do. Um, but it's it's tough to do because it was on text. She's like, what what what's going on here? What, what's what's happening? This doesn't seem Chris, right. Is she Kristen Wiig? Is Kristen Wiig playing her? She's a little. She's a little Kristen Wiggish. Because Rosie O'Donnell's playing my mom. So this doesn't seem right. And I responded that no, I I think they're going to have to appeal this play in order for right. for him to be out. Right. And then she well, we, then she responds. Well, well, hold on. She responds. Yeah. This is about my she responds with, "What the heck is happening?" <laughs> she didn't know. She no. Well, she. I told her that they're going to have to. Maybe they're going to appeal it. And right. she responds with, "Yes, the coach here thinks you're right." <laughs> the coach being your dad, being of my course. Dad. The legendary the literal coach for the first yes, 10 years. Uh, our first coach. She is right. she's the breakout star of these playoffs because the umpire for game one was horrendous and you sent me that text. Your mother wants to know if we like this umpire. Right. And and just the way she phrased it is such like a mom way to phrase it. Do you like this umpire? Well, because I don't care for this umpire. It always starts out with, Are you okay? That's the first the first text is always are you okay? She's checking on you. And last night I said, "No, I'm not." No, I'm not okay, mom. Uh, we're gonna get. What's we're going get... on? What's going on? We're the gonna get into it. The best part it, uh, about this is my Monty. mother's five minutes away from me. Yeah, no, That's she's the... right up the road. She's literally. She's right up the road. Scream out the, the window. You can you can yell out the window. I'm alright, ma. Um. We're going to get into it. I mean, we're going to get into it in full. Uh, I, I do want to say we've been sporadic with the shows um, uh, getting started here again in season six. And uh, and we are without the, the Bishop Pop Culture PJ tonight. He is on assignment in uh, in Winnipeg at the uh, in season seven already. We, we've we've jumped right to season seven. No, um, uh, I've had a, a lot going on. I've had a lot of really good stuff going on, and um, you know, with the uh, with the little acting thing that I do on the side there, um, and it's not uh, some stuff I can talk about. Well, but um, good thing you brought it up then. No, I wanted to. I'm not trying to be a jerk or humble brag or anything. I'm I'm legitimately saying we haven't done a lot of shows, and right. the Mets are in the freaking NLDS. Where we've been, yeah, and, and that's, that's the odd part. Is it's been nine years since they've been in the playoffs, and we haven't had a chance <laughs> to talk about it yet. Right, we weren't able to do a uh, a show before uh, you know before the series started last Thursday, and um, uh, so we're we're doing one tonight. And I've I've just been I I've been super busy. You know, the acting uh, thing is has picked up a little bit, and I continue to be this week, uh, whatever. But then after that, we should be back to regular schedule. So um, we're here right now. This is yeah, and I wanted thing. to thank you. I wanted to thank you for uh, your patience with me over these last two weeks. It's been pretty crazy. You know, I've had <laughs> what one of the story? more Screw this. Ready to unload with Cal and Barbara Calvi. Do my own show. Put your mom in. 
That's this Hollywood guy. Do and the own. segment the segment is, are you all right? <laughs> are you okay? A lot okay? of question marks. Right. Let's, let's go now to are you okay with Barbara Calvi. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, um, so listen, we should, we should get into this uh, because um, obviously the, the NLDS is tied one game apiece. Uh, we've seen some incredible baseball um, and then and, and, and the playoffs in general um, uh, have been super interesting with the, the road teams winning. The Yankees, of course, go out uh, in one game. Um, in the in the playoffs, uh, really whimper to the finish line. You know, sort of difficult there for the Yankees. They they just were out of gas, um, so they're out of the playoffs. So the stage is set for the Mets, right? And um, they come out on on uh, Friday night, Bry. I I just could not wait for that game. I couldn't wait. And we had we have to talk about this. We had the opening of the Islanders first ever game at the Barclays Center. Right. Uh, I mean, it just so you had that at like 7:30 and then you had the Mets at like 9:47. It almost worked out perfectly timing-wise. Um where you could watch the aisles and sort of get into that a little bit and 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 see the opening and that would get you to the Mets game. Right, because you were chomping. We were chomping, that's for sure. Yeah, we were chomping at the bit. So, um, so we, we, and we can't talk about the Islanders. We'll have to do that another time. Needless to say, I am very upset with the Islanders. I'm very upset. But it's, we'll get to it. Um, so anyway, there's great baseball going on. Then finally, the Mets are the last series to open. Right. And uh, Friday night, 9.37, you know, out in Los Angeles. Kershaw versus Jacob deGrom. Real quick, Bri, I said this, you said this. I said this to anyone who would listen. Yes, Kershaw was going to be a tall order, but I felt like deGrom was a guy who was going to be as tall an order. I just saw him rising to the occasion in the playoffs. It's his mentality. He doesn't seem to get flustered, and he has great stuff. At the end of the day, that's the last time I'll use it, at the end of the day, Bri, when he is touched in a big spot for a base hit or a walk, he gets pissed off. And he makes pitches, and you never know it. It's give me the ball now. And he had that on Friday night, the whole night. He was incredible. So... I don't know. Real quick on game one, incredible, right? Quick as we could be, incredible. Yeah, Daniel Murphy hits a home run off Kershaw. The three lefties in the lineup have four of the five hits. So good job by us saying that the lefties should sit. Oh, who said that? And uh, well, we we both did. I thought they should limit the lefties. I didn't think that. I thought Kadir should have been playing first. I thought Lagara should have been in the outfield. Thought your outfield should have been Lagara, Cespedes, and Granderson, and I I would have played Flores at second base. Oh, okay. Or I would have moved Murphy to first and played Flores at second place and played Kadir in the outfield, or you know, like I didn't want three lefties in the lineup. I was dead wrong. However, I was right about Degrom. Right. I was also right about David Wright. 
uh, yes, in that moment, you were right. Well, I, I, he had a, a another big spot in the game, um, and I said he's going to come up with a big hit. I thought he was very good in September, Cal, in, as far as in big games. He had big hits in big yeah, he games. Does. He does. You're right. I mean, think about the home run in the Nat series when they give up mm-hmm. two runs in the first and he hits a home run the next inning to make it two to one. Like, that's huge. That's a huge hit. Yep. You know, he, he's had a number of big hits. So, uh, right comes You know what the through. problem with it? Can I say something for a second? <laughs> really? We're going to do that? Well, I yeah, like yes. I yeah, push my way. Sure. Okay. Uh, David Wright. He seems to have a knack for coming up in a big spot, and I think that that's the problem with David Wright. Why everybody has this perception of him failing so much is because, for whatever reason, he's always in the middle of everything. That's and fair. Because, and because he's in the middle of so much, he's going to fail and he's going to succeed. So, and I'll, and, and, I'll, and I'll take a mea culpa on that as well because I was one of the ones that, that don't believe he's going to come through in a big spot, but he has shown that he's done it many times. So, that's all I say. Well, and, and, and also, and you're right, he comes up in a big spot all the time, and that's his M.O. I mean, that's always been his M.O. His M.O. is that he's not clutch. So, he was clutch the other night. So, game one, you get everything you could ask for. You're riding high as a Met fan. You've already achieved at least a split in Los Angeles, uh, which you said you had to have. And now you get greedy. I'll be honest, I was greedy. Now I'm thinking we could go up 2-0, and, and uh, we, because I'm on the team. The Mets could go up 2-0, Cal, and, to, and take a stranglehold. And you had a very good feeling about Syndergaard. Uh, no, that's not true. But the thing that I had, I didn't know what to expect out of Syndergaard. I just was hoping like hell that he was going to pitch well. Because I, I didn't want to see him go out there and, and spit the bit after DeGrom pitched such a great game. Right. And he didn't. He didn't. No. So should we just fast forward to when the entire series changed and they're now going to lose? Or, or no? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I mean, nothing else really matters before then anyway. Well, look, it's been talked about, obviously, a ton today. But... Not by us. No. So it's our turn. I I, I don't even... uh, We'll get to the Utley play in a minute, right? The debate you and I were having in the seventh inning was, do you send Syndergaard back out there? And I said yes. The score at the time okay. is two, uh, two nothing Mets, or two two one, two one. Sorry, uh, two one Mets. I said yes. You said no. You like the idea of a reliever starting an inning uh, clean, uh, which is Especially very valid. One run game. Yeah, very valid. You like a, a reliever not coming in with the tying run on base. Um, I I thought you give Syndergaard a batter if he puts a guy on base, he's out of the game. That we right? agree on that. A hundred percent. Right. So he strikes out the first batter with three filthy change-ups and curveballs and just throws nothing but breaking stuff and strikes him out. Right. Then he loses Hernandez on a walk. Um, and again, ton of breaking stuff. He throws a 3-2 change-up, which I don't agree with. 
Um, I did not agree with that pitch call at the time. You're still throwing 99. His last fastball was clocked at 99. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, who should come in the game there? Are you okay if he brings Cologne in, or do you want Reed? Uh, no, Cologne is the guy I want in that spot, specifically because it's Utley. And also because Cologne's really the only ground ball pitcher they have in that bullpen, other than Familia. Right. And you, right. you want a double play. That's right. Um, I totally agree. He leaves Syndergaard in, and Utley <laughs> uh, lines a single to right field. And uh, so you got first and third and one out, tying one at third base. Now he goes to Cologne. Right? So the stage is set, everybody. Stage is set. Now, at this, point, that... what are you, at this point, what are you thinking? I mean, we were texting back and forth or whatever, but and and so it's it's Howie Kendrick at the plate, first yeah. and third, one out, two to one game. I'm feeling that Kendrick is going to get a base hit. How about you? Well, what what you're thinking is he's not. You're not going to get the two things that you need the most in that spot, which is either a strikeout because Cologne's not a strikeout pitcher. No, and you're not going to get a double, and you're not going to get a double play. Because Kendrick is almost impossible to double up. Are you so okay with bringing Cologne there instead of Reed? I'm fine. I'm fine with Cologne there. I'm fine because it's it's an enormous spot, and I want, I trust Cologne more than I trust Reed. To be honest right. with you, right? Um, you're not going to get the two things that you need the most. So right right away, you're, you're you you put yourself behind the eight ball by leaving Syndergaard in for the one extra batter. Yeah. So the best you, the best you can hope for at that point is you're going to get out of the inning tied two two. That's the okay. that's the that's the best case scenario at that point because options A and B were not really options. He wasn't striking Kendrick out. And he wasn't getting a double play. So right. The best thing you can hope for is that maybe Kendrick flies out or you get a force out and yep. the run scores and there's two outs. Yep. And then we'll we'll jump back, but I'm going to fast forward just a little bit because. Seager flies out on what should have been in the third out. So that's how it all would have played out in a perfect world. Cologne, Cologne actually did what he did his job. Relatively. I mean, Kendrick hit that Relatively. ball really hard, but, but well, he, well, the other thing, the other thing with Cologne is he actually, he had a shot at catching that ball too. Yeah. He could have caught that ball. Um, but, but I want to go back a second. We're not there yet for me because, and, and hindsight is, is, 200 200 here actually that's that's terrible hindsight um hindsight is 15 10 um no but it but it, this is definitely monday morning quarterbacking but <laughs> you got another one yeah let me hindsight see what's, this, what's the third what's the third monday cliche morning quarterbacking it's going to the well too many times I, yeah see, do you got. bring a niece there to pitch to utley should they have brought in Reed, do you think? Um, no, Nice. Oh, Nice? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely so, man not. on first, he's the only lefty you have in the pen. Absolutely man on first, not. Utley's the pinch hitter. Do you bring in Nice there and make them waste Utley? Because he's probably going to pinch hit for Utley. And then go to so. Cologne. I think I think he would have let Utley hit against Nice. Because nice, nice is not a lefty specialist. Nice is just a guy nice. that throws lefty. 
But it, can he get lefties out? Sometimes. I mean, what are they using him as in these playoffs? He's, well, they're using him as the guy to get lefties out. Exactly. He wasn't warming up, though, at that point. I know. I'm, I'm aware. He wasn't so that's should he have been warming up? I guess that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. My question is if you're not gonna go to Reed in that spot, if you're convinced you're gonna go to Cologne, have a lefty oh, and a righty have a lefty and a righty up. He had Cologne and Reed up, so he was trying to yeah. I don't know what he was why he was saving Cologne. I don't know what that point was. It, it, the, we we both agree that the minute that Hernandez walks, Syndergaard should be out of the game, right? Right. We disagree on the start of the inning. I think I think they should have let Reed start the inning, or even Cologne. If you want to give Cologne the seventh inning, I'm fine with that yeah. too. I didn't have a problem just, with him I, starting the inning, and he struck the first guy out. So and yeah, he looked good no, doing no, no, it. I'm, so it has nothing. This has nothing to do with Syndergaard. It has nothing to do with Syndergaard. Right. I don't know if you, you probably not. I'm not making myself clear, and I apologize. There's nothing to do with Syndergaard. No, you this are. Has to, with, this has to. Do, well, I'm just. I'm clarifying it because I think you're getting the wrong impression. This has to do with the situation that resulted. Right. And you're putting yourself in a very vulnerable situation by having the tying run on base and then bringing somebody in from the bullpen. That's all. It could have been. It could have been anybody pitching at that point. It could have been Degrom pitching. It has nothing right. to do with the starting pitcher. It was don't give, don't put your relief pitcher in that position unless yeah. you are a hundred percent sure that Syndergaard is going to pitch a one-two-three inning. You got, I mean, I think, you have to know for sure he's going to go one-two-three, and that's and that situation isn't even going to present itself. See, I think, and that's that's completely reasonable and fair. It, it really is, especially in the postseason. Regular season, I may disagree with you a bit. Postseason, big spot. Um, it's completely reasonable to think about bringing in a pitcher who maybe has never been in the postseason uh, to come in and pitch with the tying run on base. Totally reasonable and fair. My thinking with Syndergaard was, and it would have been, and it was my thinking with Degrom the night before, because it was almost the exact same situation. Was I think Syndergaard can get me two outs here. I think he can get me the first two outs. And I don't think he's going to give up a home run. I really don't. So if he can get me the first two outs and I only have to get seven outs with my bullpen, seven is better than nine with that bullpen. That's all. I'm, I'm trying to get the maximum number outs out of my starter that I can. But if he gets the first two, is he going to take him out after two outs? He's going to leave him in for that third batter. No, no. no. If, he, if he gets the first two outs and then he walks a guy or gives up a double or, you know, anything – then he's yeah. gone. It's still and then I go, the and then I go to I my guy. Right, but then I go to my guy for one out to get one guy. Right. You know, not multiple outs. He's got to get one guy in one spot. And then I can also pick my best matchup. Right, let's just say for conversation's sake that Syndergaard gets Hernandez. Right. And they pinch hit Utley. Right? I can take Syndergaard out there and, and bring in Nice or Cologne. Or he pitches to Utley, he walks up, or Utley gets the base hit, right? Two outs, man on first. I got my choice of who I want to pitch to Howie Kendrick. I'm pitching Cologne because lifetime Kendrick was two for 24 off him. Mm -hmm. 
right? But I got my choice. If I want to bring in Reed, I bring in Reed. If I want to bring in Kendrick or uh, Cologne, I bring in Cologne. If I want to bring in – if they pinch hit for Kendrick, which they're never going to do, but they put a lefty up there for conversation's sake, uh, then I go to Nice, you know? All I'm saying is I would have had Nice and Cologne up, not Reed and Cologne. That's the same guy. I mean, not same guy, but you're doing the same thing. You have to at least prepare for a lefty to hit. And it surprised me that Collins didn't do that because he's such a lefty-on-lefty guy, righty-on-righty guy. You know, but anyway, he didn't. Well, I did. Well, I didn't the, well, disagree with bringing in Cologne to pitch to Kendrick at all. I thought Collins was spot on after the game. He said he's my only ground ball pitcher besides Familia in the bullpen. And I need a double play. Now, you could argue you got Reed, who's a strikeout pitcher, and you need a strikeout as well. Right? You can make that argument, right? What What did they have a better chance of in that spot? Reed striking out? You think so? Yes. I, I think you have a better spot at exactly what happened. Kendrick hitting a ball on the nose at somebody. Yeah. Then Kendrick doesn't strike out a lot. He's a great professional hitter, man. He is really good. Yeah, but I don't think you would get in a double play no matter what. I, I think you got a better chance at having him hit a hit, hit a ball from the screws at somebody than you no, do at right. striking him out. Right, because Reed comes in and he's either going to he's not going to strike him out probably. You, what you, the best you're going to get from that is a fly ball sacrifice. He's a fly, fly ball, probably. and he's a fly, right, right. Reed's a fly ball pitcher. Right, that's so what you would have gotten out of Reed. This is where we get to Cologne facing uh uh Kendrick a guy who's 2 for 24 against Cologne in his career Cologne's owned him right you got Utley on first and you know what Bri it it did occur to me that they did not pinch run for 38 year old Chase Utley seemed odd didn't even think about it actually I mean I, did. I, I didn't even think about that yeah they have uh, they like, have they have speed they have Reggiano they have three or four guys that you could that you could pinch run for there to stay out of a double play a double play means you're out of the inning and he's got two speed guys on that bench but he didn't pinch run for Chase Utley Chase Utley who did exactly what he did not exactly pretty close uh, a month ago against the Rockies. For the Dodgers. So Mattingly's seen this. Right? So I that that did strike me. I'm like, Dang, okay. Yeah, you got good speed at third base with the uh, uh, but is his name not Enrique? Are we really doing this? Key what is it? Kike? Kike. That's what he goes by. Kike. It's Enrique. Why are we doing this? His nickname. Wait, that's his nickname. His nickname, Kike, right? Like Yogi Berra. But his but his name is Enrique, right? His name is Enrique. So can Enrique we start Hernandez. putting Kike up on the on the on the stats on the screen, please? Well, you got a problem when you do that. What's the problem? Well, if you if you know how it's spelled. There'd be a certain group of people that might not appreciate that. Well, how how is it spelled? <laughs> you, you, you can make me go there, aren't you? 
Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, TK. That's why it's not up on the scoreboard. Right. Anyway, um, Hernandez, good speed at third. Utley, a steamroller at first. That's why they didn't pinch run. So that sets the scene. Let me, can I just bring up one other thing about Kike Hernandez that really bothers me? Sure. So I played baseball for a long time. You played baseball for a long time, right? There was a subsection of guys that I would play with. This is before we're even going to talk about the guys I played with that were like Chase Utley. There was a subsection of guys, a subset, if you will. <laughs> we're not doing like phylum and <laughs> that would not wear a shirt under their uniform, like a like a t-shirt, anything, and it would drive me crazy. I can't see how you play the game that way. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because it struck me as odd also, and then I realized what it was. He does have a shirt on underneath. He's I got, know. He has, he's got he's long got sleeves. sleeves on. But it's like a, an extreme V-neck shirt. That you can't tell. Is he wearing a dance leotard? What is he? Is he Barishnikov? What is he wearing? <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking like. at this, and I see, and and a the leotard. reason I noticed it because his button, his top button, was in the whole night. Until he slid, when until he stole second base, his button was in the whole night, and you could see his chest, and that drives me nuts. How do you play baseball without a t-shirt on under your uniform? They're very scratchy. But he's wearing a shirt. But he's. But then I said he's got sleeves. Is he wearing Mork from Mork's shirt? <laughs> Is he wearing the Mork and Mindy shirt? They were fitted sleeves too, weren't they? With like with like a scoop neck. Anyway. So that's that's driving me crazy. Then he finally slides into second base when he steals second base. Again, off Syndergaard. Syndergaard should be out of the game at that point. His first career stolen base. First career stolen base. There's no way he steals that base off Cologne. Cologne's got a tremendous move. Cologne's fast to the plate, he slide steps. We can get on Terry Collins in a minute. Sorry. We We already are. (laughs) I'm sorry. Well, we're starting. So uh, so that drives me, that drives me crazy. I can never understand how guys do that. Um, And then you have Cespedes who has 37 chains and I don't, I can't, I can't. It cracks me up. Get off my lawn. Did you? No, 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 no. This is not like an old no, man thing. Old. This was, this is no. He did, this is not something new that Cespedes is doing with the no. with the chains and stuff. This is not an old but man I thing. Like have, I feel like we would have had less of a problem with it ten years ago. I've had, might a, not be talking about I've it. had a problem with it since I was eighteen years old. Right. <laughs> I I I mean, the, the, my whole life playing baseball, I had a, I, I I could not understand how guys would play with huge necklaces on, and I, I couldn't understand how you could do it and be that good, you jerk. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't have anything possibly hinder what I was trying to do on a baseball field. 
I used to keep, I wore a gold chain because I grew up on Long Island and it was the late eighties, early nineties. And that's what you did. And I'm not ashamed to say it. I had several charms on there. I never had a, uh, never had a horn. Do you have a horn? No, never. Just the a cross. Maloik, the Maloik? You had a cross, right? A cross. That's it. Still do. You still wear it, it every now and then? I, I never wear it actually. <laughs> Come on. But I got it. Never do. No, never do. The girl's confirmation. You don't wear it? Uh, no. You're lucky to wear a suit. <laughs> oh, confirmation. I haven't gotten there yet. You're in a baseball jersey without a t-shirt on underneath. That's what you wear. To the, that's to the communion. To the communion. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You haven't gotten a confirmation yet. Julia, no, no, no. Next, next, year, next year? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the communion, you're not wearing any, any sort of uh, Italian jewelry? No. No. Not really. All right, that's fair. But, but I wore. But that's an aberration. Everybody, if you're Italian, you, you typically would. Yeah, I had a cross. I had a Saint Anthony's medal that was given to me on my yeah. birth by my great grandmother. Sure. And um, I had an Islanders charm that I bought at the flea market. Right. So the cross, Saint Anthony, and the Islanders. all three on all three on at the same time. Good luck, everybody. Well, this right. is eighth or ninth grade. I used to put it in my sock. In my sannies. Because yeah, you weren't supposed to wear it. And tape it up, right. Right. So anyway, yeah, I don't I don't understand how guys can be that good with all that crap on their neck. And again, it's not an old man thing. Um so here we are. The stage is set for the most ridiculous play I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's not. One, because we one of. we saw we saw Chase Utley do this five years ago in a regular season game. Not this. Although that one, like this. that one, to me, even though it was late, was still far less egregious than this. Far less. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the very least, he slid into the bag then. Right. And to me, that's what these guys, these macho, ridiculous MLB network guys, I got into it on – not into it. I got back and forth on Twitter with Eric Burns, but not with Eric, with DJ Short, who was, was – He's like his manager? Yeah, I, it, it appeared that he and Kid San Francisco. Like you'd get into <laughs> – Fighting out of Detroit. No, he like – he, Like you'd get into it with the, with the bully, but through the, the mouthpiece. Right. Uh, Adam Baldwin, um, my bodyguard. <laughs> so Eric Burns types or types tweets. We're, we're going to get into the play. He had a type. He did have a type. Maybe he did talk to, text. talk to text. Play was unfortunate and u- u- ugly. Utley did what base runners are taught to do. Rule needs to be implemented to protect fielders. Right, and he said the same thing last night on MLB Network. I listened to it. He's okay. just doing what he's taught to do. That's a hard-nosed baseball play. It's unfortunate that somebody got hurt, but that's what he's taught to do. And so well, I wrote. Well, go ahead. Safe to say, I won't be sending my sons to your little league clinic because I can't ever remember being taught late and high at any base ever. Right, and I and I and then I found a picture. And it's on our episode page for this one. 
It's the only picture I put on the episode page for this one. And it's Chase Utley in the air at Ruben Tejada's knees, about a foot past the base. And I sent that to him. (laughs) And I said, uh, you know, is this what you're talking about? This is what you teach? Because I don't think you'd ever teach this to a kid how to break up a double play. Does he have a clinic? And uh, I don't know. I'm sure they all do. Okay. And DJ Short wrote to me, and I like DJ. Who is DJ Short? Because I don't write for. Um, no, he writes for Roto World. He's the baseball writer for Roto World. He's a huge Met fan, um, uh, but he's also a baseball writer and stuff. And he, he's he's very good. I like DJ a lot. Um, I like his stuff. He's a good writer. And he wrote, "I'd advise you to watch his full comments if you have a chance. He's not condoning it in any way." And so I wrote, I did. <laughs> I did watch his comments, and I heard his comments last night. And I wrote, uh, you know, uh, uh, what did I write? Late and high is always a dirty play. It doesn't matter the era. And just because it happens sometimes doesn't make it okay. And I said, I know he's not condoning it. I read his comments. I heard him last night. My issue is solely with that's how he's taught. Because it's not. I said, I, I respect Derek a great deal, but I can't abide by that comment. I'm sorry. And that's the, and that came up last night, Cal, on TBS. When Pedro Martinez was completely defending, um, or, or not defending, he was, he was completely railing against Utley and saying mm-hmm. what a dirty play it is. And Dusty Baker's like, well, you know, if that happens on your team, you love it. And if it's against you, you hate it. But, you know, he went in that way. And, you you know, and, and Gary Sheffield was like, hey, look, you know, that's he put himself in a bad position by trying to spin and complete the double play. And, and uh, you know, that's how you're taught. And, and, and Pedro goes, would you teach your son to do that? Would you teach your son to hit a, to hit a shortstop like that? And they're like, well, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying they were taught to break right. up a double play. Right. Yeah, they're not taught to break up a double play that way, ever. You're not. No, but, they are, no, but they're taught to break up a double play. Absolutely. Utley took it way over the line. As he's done a million times before. Right. Right. But that's not, but that's not what you're taught. What he did is not what you're taught. It's not. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't say that. I said that they're taught to break up a double play. They, and you're taught, you're taught how to break up a double play. You're taught how to you slide hard into the bag. That's, That's what right. you do. Yep. You slide hard into the bag, and it's on the, on, the, on the pivot man to get out of the way when you're sliding down. And it's before down, the down. bag. Right. Down into slide. The definition of the word slide. You get down. On the dirt. And something is making contact with the ground. And that's, that's what you're taught. I've broken up plenty of double plays. I've done it a million times. And I've gone outside the, the line a little bit where I can still reach back and get the base. I am on the ground. I have never, ever come in high and laid on a guy. You know why? Because it's always a dirty play. Always. 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 End of story. Doesn't matter if it's legal. It's still a dirty play. No, well, Ty Cobb played that way. Yeah, and people hated him. He was the most hated guy in baseball. You know, one of the guys I follow, 
uh, on Twitter, Cal, that I like a lot. He's kind of like a baseball historian. And, of course, his Twitter handle is Buck Weaver, so I love him. Um, and he writes for that Sabre, that Sabre magazine, you know, the, the, the association and stuff. But it's not just all Sabre metrics. It's, it's, it's historian stuff, too. And he wrote last night, see, you went to bed. We're going to talk about this in a minute. His name is Jacob Pomrenke. And he, he writes a, a ton for Sabre, and he's really, really good. Uh, and, and he wrote, you know, contrary to popular belief, this was frowned upon until like the 70s. Guys didn't do this. They protected each other. It was frowned upon to do this. If you did this, you were a dirty player. Hmm. This was not the way that you were supposed to do it until the 70s, and then guys started using this strategy of rolling guys. So to say this is old-time baseball, it's not. It's not. So uh, the ball is hit up the middle. Howie Kendrick, tough play for Murphy. I can't believe Murphy got to it, to, to be honest with you. He flips. It's a bad flip. You know, uh, uh, Tejada tries to get the bag, spins, has his back to Utley, and Utley slide tackles him. Slide tackles him. About a foot past the base. I'd call it tackle slide, because that's what it was first. It was a tackle, and then he went down into his slide. uh, By the way, Chase Utley has been suspended for games three and four of the NLDS as a result of his illegal slide in the seventh inning. Can I... Can I give you my theory on that? Because I wanted to get to that before we knew that information. Is this a good time to bring it up? Of course. Okay. I, I just my, saw it. So. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and I didn't you're, – you're breaking the news to me. I had no idea. But it was a point that I wanted to – it was a point that I wanted to make tonight about a possible suspension. And I think they suspended him to protect him and the Dodgers so that there isn't a huge thing going on at City Field. Because as you notice, you said he's suspended for games three and four. Yeah, in New York. Where, where are both those games? Yeah, in New York. Right. So what they did was they made what he did even more gutless because now he doesn't have to face anything. Yep. So I was, I, I, the part of me wanted him suspended, but then the other part of me thought, well, they're suspending him for the wrong reason. They're doing it to protect him. And to try to yeah. try to create no incident here. So. And let's let's we're going to talk about the play in very specific because there's a number of things about it. But uh, they're admitting that it was an illegal slide. Oh, now it was illegal. They didn't admit that yesterday. I'm, I'm reading you. I'm reading to you from the MLB issued statement. MLB Communications. Los Angeles Dodgers infielder Chase Utley has been suspended for games three and four of the National League Division Series as a result of his illegal slide in the bottom of the seventh inning of Saturday night's game two. Torrey said, I recognize that there has been a bunch of commenta- much commentary and many questions regarding the unfortunate play in last night's game in which Ruben Tejada was injured. As I said after the game, the determination... The determination of whether a base runner has intentionally interfered with a player attempting to turn a double play is left to the judgment of the umpire on the field, and that judgment call is not subject to the review. To review, I should add that determining where to draw the line between an illegal slide 
and a legitimate hard play is extremely difficult for our umpires. Is it? Really? Is it's it? hard for you to do? Is it? It's when, hard. His, when, his, yeah. when he breaks his fibula, is it? Really? Is it really? That's hard. You've got a guy sitting at a computer in New York. That's, the game is very slow behind a desk in New York. You're not on the field. You can review it. You've got, you could have the, the friggin' PDF of the rule book on the screen in front of you to look it yeah. up. However, after thoroughly, after thoroughly reviewing the play from all conceivable angles, I have concluded. You mean like the reviewer did in New York last night? I have concluded that Mr. Utley's actions warrant discipline. While I sincerely believe that Mr. Utley had no intention of injuring Ruben Tejada, Mr. Utley? What are you, the New York Times? How come it's Mr. Utley and Ruben Tejada? <laughs> what, what are they, the Times? It's, well, I oh, sincerely it's believe Tejada, that. Though. No. Well, I sincerely believe that Mr. Utley had no intention of injuring Ruben Tejada and was attempting to help his club in a critical situation. I believe his slide was in violation of official baseball rule 5.09 parentheses A parentheses 13, which is designed to protect fielders for precisely this type of rolling block that occurs away from the base. I mean, is this a joke? Good job. Got it right. Got it right. Good job. We have been in discussions with the Players Association throughout the year regarding potential rule changes to better protect. You don't need rule changes. The rule is on the books. You can't do what he did. Period. And he admitted it. And now he's admitted it. And now they just admitted it. Oh, this, wow. Wow. Going to need a moment alone, boys. I thought I was pissed off before. Great. Thanks a pant load, Joe. Thanks. That's great. Thank you. I, 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 I wow. I, I don't have the words. I don't. I don't. So you <laughs> you couldn't figure this out last night. Well, no, they have a very difficult job, Stephen, and the game is moving fast. They can't figure that out on the spot. I you want to know um, something. You want to know something? If 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 and I don't and I don't blame them because it was a heated situation and it's very tough to know to do this. But the Mets could have protested that game last night. In light they of can't. now, they you can't have. It was a rule violation. No, you can't. You can't protest a review. You cannot protest this, an umpire's judgment this, call. Can't protest. This it. was, not a judgment. It was a, they've now violated a rule. They've violated Rule 5.09. It's a rule violation. It's not a judgment call. It turns out but, that they could have. They on at the time they could have, but nobody would, nobody would know to do that. Nobody would know to do that until today when Joe Torre comes out and admits they got the rule wrong. Right. But so, this is so. This takes us back to good. This takes us back to the slide itself. So there's a number of things at play here. Not the least of which is that they determined that. Now, look, there's the neighborhood play, right? We heard a lot about the neighborhood play. And they made the determination. Now, Utley is, this is the other key one. Utley is ruled out on the field. He gets up and runs off the field like he just took Ruben Tejada's wallet. Like, literally. Literally. Sprints to the dugout. 
doesn't bother to try to touch the base, doesn't check if Ruben Tejada, the guy he just lit up like a Christmas tree, is okay. Like he's Ronnie Lott coming over the middle against Mark Bavaro. Doesn't bother to check if he's okay. He runs to the dugout. So you know he knows. It's a filthy play. He knows it. He doesn't care if he's out or not. He doesn't care. No, his job was to just break it up. Let the his, tying run score. Don't his job about. was to tackle the shortstop. That's it. That's to break up the double play, not to tackle him. But in, by any means necessary. By any means necessary, yeah. yeah. Be they legal or not. That's true. So he runs off the field. And now as Ruben Tejada is, is on the ground uh, not feeling his foot, um, Don Mattingly challenges this, twirling his mustache, um, and, and says that Ruben Tejada wasn't on the bag. So he must have been t- – Cal, this is one thing I don't understand. Does Mattingly come out and ask them if it's a neighborhood play? Yeah, he did. He asks, is it reviewable? That's what happened last night. He asked the umpires, so, so, can I but, review but, this? Wait, so the umpires determined before looking at it again that it wasn't a neighborhood play. Right. Right, because it was so because he was so close to the bag, it wasn't. How, how is that? How not, is that possible? Because it's not in the spirit of the neighborhood play. The neighborhood play is designed for when you're trying to get out of the way of the runner. I, I understand what the rule is. I, I and 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 that's, that's an important clarification. It is. How did they make that discernment without looking at it? Because in, because in real time, it, it, because the neighborhood play is not reviewable, right? No, it's not. Okay, so they decided it wasn't the neighborhood play. In real time? Yeah, which they can do. When Tejada is turning around to throw the ball to first base, they decided that, that he's not trying to complete a double play. And so therefore, well, I, I the touch of the base would be inconsequential. No. Look, I, I, I can understand I mean, the rule, why. The rule states that if you miss the base in the process of trying to complete a double play, right, right, you're in the neighborhood. You don't have to step on the base. And that is to protect the middle infielder from the oncoming freight train that is Chase Utley. They could have called it the neighborhood play. I'm just saying I understand why they didn't, but they could have. But it, it, but the, the, this is a huge part of the equation because how does Mattingly know that it's not going to be a neighborhood play? How did they yeah. judge that without looking at it? Yeah, you, but you don't look at it. You don't, you don't review a neighborhood play. You have one exactly. in real time. It, it, it exactly. either is or it isn't. And right. I'm unsure of how the umpires made a decision from real time that that's not a neighborhood play because without looking it at wasn't it. Because you you can't look at it because it's not reviewable if it's a neighborhood play. Okay. Exactly. So the reason why they made that decision in real time was because it didn't look like the neighborhood play that they're used to. That's and my why. question and my question to you is again, okay. How? Because I looked at it, certainly looked like the neighborhood play to me. He didn't put his foot on the bag like a first baseman. Right. He didn't try he didn't to receive like the-, the ball like a first baseman. He was it trying to complete like a double play. Right. But it didn't but but in real time it looked like he touched the bag. There was a, I didn't I didn't think well, of course it didn't. They ruled him out. 
I didn't think for one second that he didn't touch the bag. So why wouldn't you question. be thinking? I wouldn't even I have be another, thinking neighborhood play on that. I have another question for you. Then, in real time, did that umpire rule him out because he touched the bag or because it was the neighborhood play? Because he touched the bag. He thought he touched the bag. Right. So the umpire discerns in that moment, it's not the neighborhood play. He touched the bag. It's a force out, even though he couldn't complete the throw to first base. It's, it's miraculous to me, Brian. That's all. That's the call. Because it, it, because, because it was not like, as I said, it was not like Tejada anchored himself on the bag to take the throw like a first baseman. He didn't. He was trying to complete to. a double play. Right. He was trying to I'm complete saying, a double play. And he... I'm saying if that was the case, if he had anchored himself on the bag and didn't get it right. and was trying to receive the ball that way, I could see the umpire in the moment realizing it's not a neighborhood play. He's just trying to get a force. So anytime they turn a double play, it's automatically the neighborhood play? Automatically. No, 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 no. That's, all that's I'm saying is, sound. All I'm saying is from the naked eye, I can't, I, uh, in, in real time, how could you discern that that wasn't the neighborhood play? That he wasn't trying to complete a double play? complete a double play, but that doesn't automatically make it the neighborhood play. If he is... You're, 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 you're equating the two together. Double play, neighborhood play. That's, what you, that's how you're making this if right now. And if the base runner interferes with the fielder's attempt to complete a double play, it's interference because of the neighborhood play. Period. He doesn't not have to, to touch the base if he's trying to complete a double play. Okay. The umpire determined that he touched the base. And all I'm saying to you is, did the umpire determine that he touched the base and was trying to complete a double play? Or did the umpire determine that he touched the base and was anchored to the base like a first baseman and therefore a neighborhood play? Obviously he wasn't. He was obviously in the, in the process of trying to make a throw. That, that's obvious, right? No? I mean, you're not going to insult my intelligence, are you? No, that's yes, obvious. that's what I'm saying. Yes. So, right. how, did, so how now, does that rule the force out without looking at it? I'm not, I, I'm not, I, I don't understand why, why this is so, so complicated. They it's not complicated at all. I'm, I'm asking you why in real time, the um, when Don Mattingly came out to challenge the play, he asked them, is it a neighborhood play? Right? Because right. he knows he can't review a neighborhood play. Right. And they said no. Okay. Simple question. How are they d- able to determine it wasn't a neighborhood play from watching it in live action? I'm saying it looked it looked like a, 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 a guy trying to complete a double play to me and spin and pivot and jump, which is what mm-hmm. you're supposed to do. And if you can't jump when somebody slide tackles you, right, how is that not a neighborhood play? How did they determine that in real time? That's all I'm asking. They did. Don Manley has to come out there and ask. They said to him, nope, Don, not a neighborhood play. It's a force. He wasn't trying to get out of the way of the runner and complete a double play. But the, okay. All right. Okay. I mean, did they I'm not determine that? I'm getting frustrated. I can't keep doing this. 
No, but did that, they not that's determine, what they determine That's what they determined, but I'm, I'm having a very difficult time, I guess, explaining to you why I think that they did it that way. So let's move on to the next thing. What's, so well, you what's deter- well, you're, no, no, no. You're saying that they determined that because he touched the base. So the umpire you're, you're making it sound base. like it was a, like a like a play at first base. It was a force play, and the, and the umpires made the decision that it was just a force play, and he wasn't trying to make the turn. He was obviously trying to make the turn, but it also could be a it's a force out. If they thought he caught the ball on the bag, that runner is out, and now he's turning to try to make a play at first base. They're not mutually exclusive. It can be that way. It's not black and white. It can be that way, where you get the out at second, and now you're trying to get the the, the out at first. It can be, it can be, I mean, I didn't play the game that long, but I know it can be that way. Uh, okay. Yeah. Was, was he able to attempt to get the out at first in this, in this scenario? He was, oh, he was trying to, and then Utley tackled him. Right. And so, what, so, what, what, so what's the rule of the neighborhood play? They, they could have called the neighborhood play. I said that at the very beginning of this. They could have, but they didn't. Right. But they didn't. And, I am, and I'm, all I'm trying to do is, is explain why I think they didn't. And you think they didn't because they didn't think it was, he was making an effort. He, you don't think he... No! No! <laughs> what? No! That's they determined that he saying. touched the base. Yes, and, he was trying, and then he was trying to make the, the turn, to make the, the turn a double play. Right. And he didn't get a chance to. So Don Mattingly's asking, did he touch the base? And he did. The first piece, the first part of that, it's the first, there's two parts to that play. There's the play where, he, where they thought he touched the base to get the first out, and then the part where he was turning to try to get the second out. And, right. and they, ruled, they ruled him first, out on the field. The, right. So Mattingly was asking about the first part of that. Was that a neighborhood play? They said no. They said no. Because they thought his foot was on the base. So if, he gets the, if, if his foot is on the base, that negates the neighborhoodness of it. Because there's an out. Okay. So when they review what? the play... Okay. So when they review the play, <clears throat> and they see he didn't touch the base, and the umpire called him out, and then the guy got slide tackled, while he's trying to complete the double play... Why wasn't it the neighborhood play then? When they're reviewing it. Because you can't review the neighborhood play. It can't then They weren't reviewing the neighborhood, the neighborhood play. play. They weren't reviewing the neighborhood play. Can you not determine it's the neighborhood play while you're reviewing it? No, you can't change to. You can't change it. You can't change, change it and what? make it the neighborhood play. Now now you've reviewed it. Oh no, it actually is the neighborhood play. So now we can't review it. So we have to we have to like unsee what we just saw in this review because the neighborhood play is unreviewable. Correct. It's already the cat the cat's out of the bag at that point. You can't go you can't go back to it being wow. the neighborhood play. Okay. Okay. It's a dumb rule. I mean, it's a dumb rule. Of course it is. So so you review so that Mattingly comes out. No, it's not the neighborhood play. Uh, so you can review it. See if he touched the base. We're reviewing it. You know what? He didn't touch the base, but he's trying to make an effort to get out of the way and complete a double play. But we can't call that the neighborhood play now. Because we determined in real time that it wasn't. 
right? That's but that's basically what happens. But it's it's a dumb rule. You're right. Well, it, it's not even the the big dumb rule here, because the big dumb rule is if the guy doesn't touch the base and the base runner never touches the base, and he's ruled out on the field, the base runner gets the base. You're not gonna like this either. There's nothing not to like. I know that's the rule. It's a stupid I under, but rule. I, but I understand that also. Because what do you if understand? You're told, if you're told that you're out, yeah. You, why would you ever go back and touch the base? If you're told that you're out, why would you ever tag someone? Why would you, what, to double tag them? Maybe you'll get two outs? The umpire, the, the, the umpire official said, well, yeah, no, if, if Tejada had tagged him, he would have been out. Why does he need to tag him again? First of all, that's tricky to do with a broken leg. But second of all, why does he need to tag him again? He's out. He's been ruled out on the field. Right. So I get why they That's, give it back to the runner. I also get why it's stupid to give it back to the runner. What's well, the fielder supposed they, to do? Double secret tag somebody? Right, they've, cho- they've chosen to benefit the runner, not the fielder, on an umpire's mistake. The benefit goes to the runner. That's, that's what that rule does. It, it makes zero sense. Now, there's no there's no way to there's no way to benefit both both guys unless you just unless you have to unless you can't make it reviewable. Was he called out on the field? He was called out on the field. So why would you ever tag him again? Right? And why would you ever go back and touch the base? So what, both Because the, you so missed for, it. But you're out. Because you out. missed it. You played baseball a long time, Steve. If you're yeah. called out you're going to go back and touch the bag after the umpire says you're out? On that play, yes. If I miss the base by eight feet with review in Major League Baseball, yes. I would try to touch the base. Okay. Let me ask you a question. You slide past home plate all the time. Right. Right? And the umpire initially calls you out. I've seen it a million times. Guy still goes back to try to touch the plate. Why? I don't. I don't recall seeing that I've after seen an it. out call. I've absolutely. I'm sure seen you it. have. I'm, I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. I haven't personally. Because my thinking call, is my out. thinking is this: if I slid past the base and missed it by eight feet, first of all, I'm making an attempt to do it while the umpire is calling me out. If I miss the base by that much, mm-hmm. in the moment I'm trying to go back, shouldn't the onus be on the guy who missed the base? And he's called out. Again, it's it's a stupid rule. Stupid rules here. And the wow. seems to be the victim of all of them. That's the. I, I mean, look, there, there's there's 18 ways they screwed this up. Clearly, clearly. This doesn't even begin to talk about the unwritten rules or the the nonsense or baseball lore or playing hard and. I mean, does that rule make any sense to give the base back to the guy who still hasn't touched it? No, of course not. Of course not. Of course not. But but they they have to they have to going to be in favor of one either the runner 
or the fielder. And if you make it in favor of the fielder, like he's out, you don't have to tag him. The onus is not on you. Or you're, you're out, so you don't have to go back and touch the bag. The onus is not on you. It's all a result of the umpire making a mistake. So it's got to go one of two ways. Right, but the, but the base runner has made the mistake first. The base runner missed the base. The fielder has not done anything wrong in the moment. Yeah. The base runner has missed the base. You could, you, could, you could switch it. You could switch yeah. it that way. Look, you, you can't win here because you're right. Somebody has to benefit and somebody has to lose. And it's a no-win situation. It just seems awfully silly to me to award a base for a guy who sprinted off the field. Well, he did last night, yes, in that moment. Because he knew well, what he all did. This, all this crap is judgment calls. Can we, can we make that a judgment call? Uh, look, <laughs> I think we should go back and talk about the neighborhood play. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I think we nailed it. Um, look, uh, you go back and forth. You go everywhere. You come back to the fact that Major League Baseball today did what it should have done last night. Right. Utley... Uh, it was, I don't. It, I don't care what anybody says. It was dirty. You could, you want to argue that it was a hard baseball play? That's fine. But the bottom line is, it was dirty. What he did was dirty. And what, dirty play. And what major and what major league baseball did was screw this whole thing up. Yep. And what the Mets did was they lost their shortstop with a broken leg. And the game. And, and more importantly, the game. Uh, although, to be honest with you, although we could get, we could talk about how Addison Reed had an O2 count on Adrian Gonzalez, but that's right. After getting a flyout, I mean, after getting an out, two outs, O2 right, on Gonzalez. Right. You got to get out of that inning. They're they're yeah, they're. Really, we're going to talk about Game Three in a minute, but yeah. But but look, the 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 slide. You know, going back to that slide, to say that it's been around forever, as hard-nosed baseball or whatever, it's not. It's always dirty. Late and high is always dirty. Always. Yeah, but you, you know what? Dirty's been around forever. There are it is. guys and, and that are dirty. Just because it happens all the time doesn't make it any less dirty of a play. Of course not. And it's not, and it's not right at all, and it shouldn't be acceptable. But it's always going to be there. There's always going to yeah. be somebody... There's always going to be somebody that tries to push the envelope and 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 play loose with the rules. Yep. Yeah, and and, and play reckless. It's just reckless. It's well, that that's the best word to describe it. It's reckless. And they're coming from there was, a second baseman that spent his whole career in that situation. Yeah. Who that's who makes, apparently. That's what makes, who, Took all of it and just understood it was, you know, coming that way for a second base. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. That's a little I'd, more gut. I'd like to see how many times somebody slid into Chase Utley that way. You know why? Because Chase Utley can't play against himself. That's why. Probably didn't happen much. Ian Desmond, very- was saying, Ian Desmond yesterday on Twitter saying, 
oh, that's, you know, that's baseball, and what are you going to do, and it's a hard play, and really, really, Ian, really? If Chase Utley had done that to you in the second to last game of the season and broke your leg in a contract year, you'd be fine with that? Just the playoffs? Really? Really? Come on, guy. You're a shortstop. You would, you would be okay with that, with Chase Utley sliding into you that way. That'd be fine. Just the playoffs, man. It's intense. Okay, yeah, okay, good one. In a contract year, see if you can walk again. I, I mean, what is it, is it machismo? I mean, it's it's not softening the game to play the game the right way. You know I hate that expression, but I'm sorry, it's appropriate here. That's not how you play the game. Chase Hartley's a bench player, right, at this point in his career? He's a bench 39 player. 39-year-old scrub is what he is. okay. What's the difference between a, um, an American League pitcher throwing at a batter none. that knows he doesn't have to get in the box? Absolutely none. And Chase Utley, a 39-year-old bench player that knows he's not going to get up. He's not going to get up again in that game. He's not going to be in the field. Nope. nope. He doesn't have to play in the rest of the series. He doesn't care. That was... It is. It you is. Know? So that's why don't don't give me that he's a hard nosed player and he's been doing his whole. It's gutless. It's easy he to do that when there are no repercussions, right? If if I if he could have got tossed from that game, it wouldn't have made a difference. Not at that point. <laughs> he did what he was supposed to do. Yep. It's it's just it's just a dirty play. Why can't you just say that? Why can't guys just say that? Is he going to challenge your manhood to just admit it's a dirty play? Dirty play. It, it it just is. It has been for a hundred years. You know, I, I I'll even say I don't I don't think that they told him in the dugout if you get on first base go take out Tejada go break his leg. I think they t- I think he, this was a hundred percent on Utley. This is all on Utley. Of course it is. He wasn't, wasn't sent out to go take him out. He's done it a million times. Yeah. He's done. He just did it a month ago. He slid about nine feet out of the baseline and leg, uh, leg whipped the guy. And you know what? The, the, the biggest difference between his, I was watching MLB Network tonight, and they showed the two plays. They showed the, the Chris Coughlin take out of Kong. Gong. How do you say his name? Jung, Jung Ho Gong? How do you say his name? I believe it's Gong. Yeah, I believe it's Gong. Gong? Okay. Uh-huh. Three I weeks. think so. Gong. I think it's Gong. It's got a K, but it's, not, it's like a soft, soft K. Jung Ho Gong. When Coglin took him out, he was on the he slid. He slid into him and it was dirty because he swung his leg at him. Right? Broke Gong's leg. But yeah. at least at least he slid into him. And he was That's down. And he was down. And he actually swiped his left hand across the bag as he was doing it. Like you have the presence of mind to know I gotta make it look like I'm going for the bag. It's the, the biggest problem with this slide is that he left his feet and he's past the bag. Period. Late and high. Period. And by the way, you're going to love this. You ready? Oh, boy. No. Oh, boy. This, uh, this just came well, how, how, how could it possibly be any worse? Don Mattingly played his entire career in New York. So he wasn't surprised to see Chase Utley painted as a villain following – this is from uh, tonight's Daily News – following Saturday night's late slide that ended Ruben Tejada's season. 
Mattingly believes it was the injury fallout and not the slide itself that has left Utley as public enemy number one. If their captain, this is a quote, if their captain David Wright comes into Seeger, slides like that, the exact same slide, and let's say he didn't get hurt, which would be impossible, by the way, Don, because there would be rumblings, but it goes away, Mattingly said Sunday, yeah. before Utley was suspended for two games with the possibility of appeal. Guys talk and chat, but if nobody got hurt, it wouldn't even be talked about hardly today. It would have just been a hard slide, and there would have been controversy back and forth if it was hard, but since someone got hurt, now it's a story. Mattingly wasn't finished with the double standard talk. Mm-hmm. Quote, if uh-huh. it had been their guy, they would be saying, David Wright, hey, he's a gamer. He went after him. That's the way you've got to play. But it's our guy, and it's different. So I kind of know how the New York media gets a little bit going and gets dramatic. But for me, you can't have it both ways. If David would have done it, it wouldn't have been any problem here in New York. Hey, Don, here's one problem. With your little quote, David Wright would never slide that way. Never has. In 12 years of professional baseball, David Wright has managed not to kneecap anybody. So, there's your problem, Don. Because David Wright would never do it. Because David Wright's not a dirty player. Sorry. Sorry. There's no double standards here. It's a good idea to go after David Wright. Yeah. That's... Brilliant. Yeah, that's... Mattingly said he viewed it as a baseball play and nothing more. It was a hard, aggressive, legal slide to me. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't legal. We know that now, Don. We know that now. It wasn't legal. Our organization is proud of the way Chase plays. We love the way he plays. He's got a reputation for playing the game right, playing it hard, and we're behind him one... I, I mean, are you kidding me are you kidding me that's not the reputation i i've heard of chase Utley. way to take the high road don you You should be sitting there thanking your friggin stars that major league baseball screwed this up this way because you're about to go down two nothing to the mess and be fired at the end of this series oh my goodness wow wow i can't i can't wow (laughs) <laughs> you know oh, what, make, what makes what makes that so tough is that on one hand you're not gonna you can't expect him to throw his own player under the bus, right? So he's never he, gonna come out just the high road, never, Cal. Just the high he's road. Never gonna take the high road. He's, he's never gonna come out and disparage Utley even a little bit. But what he did was. He went in the complete inappropriate opposite direction. <laughs> he really did. And made him made himself sound like a complete idiot. Yeah. A complete idiot. Just like take the high road. This is why you're not a good manager. Because you overcompensated for protecting your player by going way over the line, way over the top. And calling out David Wright. Calling out David, how many times did you did he mention David Wright's name? At least three or four times. Yeah, by name, by name. 
David Wright. I mean, David Wright. Of all people, David Wright. Right. And wait, and I'm sorry. What the comparison that you that you're trying to throw out there, Donnie Baseball? Chase Utley, the captain of the Dodgers. Yeah. Chase Utley, the 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 two month Dodger and the 15 year Philly. He's He's been there for six weeks. Right. That you're going to compare him to David Wright? Chase Utley apologizes to Ruben Tejada via David Wright, feeling terrible about breaking his leg. I mean, you know, you know, you know what? I believe that. I believe he feels terrible, but I don't give a crap how he feels. And he doesn't. And you know what? He doesn't give a crap. I'm sure he feels awful that he broke his leg. He didn't give a crap. You don't. You don't slide like that if you care. You don't. Sorry. Oh, oh I, no, I no. didn't see. I didn't see his back was to me. That's how many pictures? One. How many pictures? In the NHL, it's a game misconduct. How many pictures do we need to see with the 11? Ruben Tejada's 11 staring him in the face as he's jumping into him. I didn't see his back. I didn't see his back to me. Really? Because everybody else did. And and, and again, Mattingly's Mattingly's comments right there are complete bunk. They're complete nonsense. Because the Major League Baseball just ruled it an illegal slide. Well, but Matt, Mattingly's doing what he thinks he's supposed to be doing by protecting his player, and it just he just did it completely wrong. Yeah, he did it. Just he he did it like a ba- like a bad road. How hard is it to just take the high road? He was. He was just say, look, it's unfortunate to... that the player got hurt. You know, uh, Chase is is uh, trying to play the game hard. I'm sure he didn't have any intent to injure him. You know, Chase has always been an aggressive player. We feel badly that Ruben broke his leg. And, uh, you know, the suspension is unfortunate. We're going to appeal it. We should just move past this. We're just, we're just focused on game three right now. That's it. How hard is this? Don Mattingly, the, the savvy member of the New York media. No, and, and take on the media, too, while you're at it. Call them, the media. Call, them, yeah. call, them, call them dramatic while you're there. Right. Okay. Last thing. You think they appeal it? You think they appeal the suspension? Oh, they're gonna. They're they absolutely they going to appeal it. Yep. They're absolutely they going to appeal it. They said they were going to. Oh, okay. They're talking to they're talking to the players' association now about appealing it. They're absolutely going to appeal it. Good. So while so while so wait so while the suspension is under appeal, he can play. Can he play? Right. He can. No, that's you can if they're appealing right. it. Well, they better come I to can't. a can't. I can't. I, I mean, it just—it's just so—it's just so ridiculous. I think we're all here to win. Nobody wanted to see Ruben get hurt. I know Chase put out a statement today, or at least talked to some people, talking about the way he's played. He tried to reach out to Ruben and apologize. No, he didn't. He feels terrible about getting him hurt. We don't want that. We want to be the best team, and we want to win because of that. You can only try so hard. You can only get so motivated. So if this gives them extra incentive, then it does. I feel like we've got incentive. We're trying to win, too. Yeah, well, I, guess what? It worked. It yeah, worked it as did. dirty as it was and as, as sickening as it was. They've won, yep. they, they turned the entire series because of Mission it. accomplished. So, good job. Yep. So, that's, so really, that's what you're going to – as much as you want to win – 
the right way, you're gonna you you're gonna win, and that's what everybody's gonna look at. Yep. So, yeah, and and if, and if it you're, really if did. You're okay with that, then fine. It really did from the aspect or from the standpoint too, Cal of. You know, up until that inning and that moment, really, the Mets had so much sort of swagger after game one. They'd beaten Kershaw. Their starting ace young pitchers were dominating. And you could tell, like, they felt like they were going to win. And after that moment, they they looked like a confused, beaten team. That's a victim again. Just a victim again. They're a victim of Madoff. They're a victim of the payroll. They're a victim of the owners. They're a victim of the manager. They're a victim of a lack of talent. Right in the victim again. And now they're a victim of the umpires and a cheap slide. Okay, can we talk about the victim piece of this? This is a good, it's a good segue. Um, sure. I did, I did turn it off last night. Yes. Turn, I turned the game off. After the double, right? After Justin Turner, right. After the double. After Turner's double. Oh, boy. We can't. Well, Right. Um, because, I mean, you couldn't, you know, just, you know get, get the lemon juice out. Just pour it yeah. in because, of all people, that that homeless clown. Yes. Um, He's and I apologize. Man. I don't mean to imply that all homeless people are clowns. He is your favorite guy. He really is. Or that all clowns are homeless. But the point is, I turned it off. So I don't know what, I don't know what happens. After all clowns are homeless. So I didn't see, I didn't see how the game played out, but to me, if you were going to retaliate, you had to do it last night. You can't do it now. Yeah. You can't do it again now. Right. Yet again, just like in 2000. And I know everybody's different 15 years later. But yet again, the Mets are the victim in a playoff game. They come out on the short end of it, and they don't do anything about it. Yep. You, watch, you watch the rest of the game, right? Yep. Okay. Why, why didn't they do anything about it? Was there an opportunity I think, they didn't take, or were they just I shell-shocked? When, yeah, I think they were shell-shocked, A. And B, when Robles came in the game – and here's something that I think they thought they were going to come back. I really do. And I think the the relievers that came in were really focused on throwing up one, two, three innings and, and giving them a chance to come back. I thought when Robles came in the game in the ninth, you might get it. Because we've seen what Hansel does. He's so hot right now. Um, I, I really did think maybe when he got two outs, he would he would plunk somebody. But honestly, Cal, they felt it looked like they felt focused on coming back. It really did. Yeah, like it looked like the, they they their at bats seemed shell shocked, but I think the pitchers were like, "We'll keep it right there." We can get back in this game. You know, we we can we can tie it. I think the focus was let's come back. So I think it was half shell shock, but also like let's not let's not make this a bigger lead or a bigger deficit. 
you know, let's keep it right there, and maybe we can come back in this game. Because they had gotten Granky out of the game, too. Right, well, he so Granky utterly pinch hit for Granky. Right. So I really do feel like the opportunity maybe wasn't there. And I don't think they should do anything in this next game. Of course, they, they, you're absolutely right. Yeah, they're going to be warned. But you're, you're absolutely right. Once again, just like in 2000, they don't get their pound of flesh. They don't. Well, and here's, and here's the thing that, that bothers me is now you can't do anything in game three. You can't. Well, no, so, they'll be warned. So, they'll be warned before the game. So, so don't Daniel Murphy say, or oh, tune in Monday to see what happens. And don't Matt Harvey say, I'm going to do what's right. I mean, shut up. Right? Well, up. I can't, I can't you, kill them for yeah, what they no. said after the How, game. You, you had a chance to do something about it. You didn't. So then just shut up and go out and win the game. Don't make threats. Don't, I don't think, I don't think Murphy made a threat. Shut up. Cal, I don't think he made a threat. I saw it. I, mean, I, I watched it. With I did too. And he was pissed I off. Think that and he was said, we'll see what happens Monday. Yeah. Well, Again, up, it's, right? it's heat of the moment last night. You know, I, I, I can't. I can't kill them on that. I can't. What's Daniel Murphy going to do in that game? In the ninth inning? What's he going to do? Throw his bat at someone? What's I mean, what's he going to do? Of course, that, that's, the, that's the best part about it. Like, what did you tune in Monday night? You're not going to do anything about it, even if you're given an opportunity. You're not in a position to do anything about it. Just shut up and go out there and get three hits tomorrow night. I don't know. I, I, right? I think that's how, you get, that's how you get him back. I can't. Well, that is the only way to get him back. But I, I can't. I can't kill anything the guy said. I mean, did you listen to Kelly Johnson? Yeah, he was. He was beside himself. You know, uh, Kadir called it a tackle. I mean, you know. But they didn't make. But they didn't make threats. That's. I don't, I don't think. That's I don't, I don't okay. Okay. Or, or alluding, no, I mean, alluding, whatever. Maybe they weren't direct threats, but they were alluding to. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get them. Well, you're not. You're not because you never do. I can't, you know I, do, can't kill, I can't kill. I can't kill Murphy against Philly, and you get into a beanball war, and now you got to go play Game Five in Los Angeles because of that. So you don't do that right either. You know. No, you I, I just. I just don't think the there was. Well, they also didn't they just face the two best pitchers in baseball. Yeah, they got ten hits. And they won one of the games. Right. So. You know, sort. I know it doesn't feel like it, but sort of mission accomplished. Yeah, I know. That's that's the ironic part about it. They went out there to get a split. And yep. You know, like right, like David Wright said, I got greedy. I was thinking about us being up two zero and coming home. That's maybe a little overconfident, too. You know, well, look, stay 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 within yourself and worry about the game that you're in. Yeah. Yeah, you know, don't I, get into two double plays. <laughs> Overman's tweets right now are amazing, just about Mattingly. How could Don Mattingly make this situation worse? We go to his quotes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, I understand what you're saying. I think that's particular to Murphy. Um, you know, hard, but... Yeah. Harvey's comments today after a night of thinking about it. He had his, he, you know, fake, fake tough guy Matt Harvey. Yeah. Podium, well, so. let's, 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 let's wrap up by talking about tomorrow night. So uh, I am going. 
good. News at 11. I figured you would. Tell me... You can't move that game. No, I can't. can't. Not now. (laughs) Especially not now. Um, tell me what your tell me what your thoughts are going into this game. Tell me what you're thinking. That they need to win this game, or they're not going to win the series. Even well, though see, I don't think I don't, I don't think they're going to win the series. Now I, I don't think so either. I I didn't think so when it started. So I no, I mean I I I thought they I and we we talked about this. I thought they had a much better chance than you did to win this series. Um. And now I don't, uh, because of a play like that. So you think they're going like, to tomorrow night? I do not have a great feeling about tomorrow night because they're supposed to win. Right. Because this is the the big pitching matchup, and they have such a huge advantage with the pitching matchup, and and they're supposed to win. Uh, they're not going to win. Right. I, I just have a terrible feeling. I, I just felt every piece of the piece of momentum? What, what am I, writing a song? Every, you know, ounce bit of momentum, of, bit, uh, ounce, uh, of momentum they had just left after that play. Yeah. Just left. And, now see, and see, I don't agree with that. I'll tell okay. you why. You being contrarian? Because it's good for ratings. Well, no. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm concerned about right now is ratings. <laughs> right. You're going to be in the building tomorrow night. And you're you're gonna send me a text at about I don't know seven forty five or whatever you know fifteen minutes before game time, and you're gonna and you're gonna change your mind as to momentum because the place is gonna be off the charts tomorrow night, and they're gonna have Matt Harvey on the mound. And if yeah. any, if if you could ever have moment like I, if game three was in Los Angeles, I would agree with you a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But I think that City Field, in its first playoff game ever, are very in tune with the fans. You know, there are the Islanders were like that last year too. There are occasions when a team is very in tune with its fans. Sometimes, you know, they'll make, they'll, they'll say that the fans are great and they help us, and but it's just it's just you know, athlete speak. These guys, when they talk about it, I really believe that the home field has a big effect on them, and I think that the environment is going to charge them up tomorrow night. Right. There's an opportunity. There's, there's a big opportunity to get that momentum back. Now, on the flip side, there's a big opportunity for them to psych themselves out and yeah. not get too emotional. That's my concern. But I think that the opportunity is there to get that momentum back. I don't think, I don't think it's lost completely yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Harvey goes out and gives up three runs in- but if Harvey goes out and gives up three runs in the first inning, oh, all it's of over. That, yeah. that, that cauldron that City Field is going to be tomorrow and all the venom towards the Dodgers is going to all shift onto Matt Harvey cause he's, because he's walking on a very fine line with the fans too. Yep. And if he doesn't go out there and pitch well tomorrow night, this is all going to blow up on him, and it's going to be a disaster. And if that happens, they, should, they might as well forfeit game four. Yeah. Oh well, against Kershaw on three days rest. So if you're asking me how I feel, that's how I feel. Right. I I think I I I think I agree. I just hate this idea of it's a you know it's a game they're definitely going to win. But look, if you they know? were going to win the series, they had to win that game. 
Yes. No, they you do. have to win they that do. game if you, if you want to win the series. Yep. If you're going to have any shot to win the series, this is the game you absolutely have to have. Um, uh, it, it, it appears that they have named Matt's the starter for game four, which is interesting right. to me. Um, already. Well, I don't think they, I don't think they had a choice. You ground through 120 pitches. You can't come back right. on three days like can't that. Bring, but you could pitch Cologne. Um, I, I mean, you're, I down, would rather you're down two games to one. You want the veteran there or a kid making his fifth major league start? I think, I think Max, his stuff is much better. I think Max. Yeah, I, I would, I would too. I would too. But, uh, but you have Cologne ready. Like, like in the third inning, if you if there's guys on, bring Cologne in. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm fine with Max getting that start though. Everything I touch gets ruined. I can't even talk about the honors. <laughs> Sorry, we, we weren't going to. So. I know, I know. I'm just, I just, uh, I just, you know, we, we got we, all winter. We get to the playoffs. You know, it was such. Ajita to get to the playoffs. So much to bury 2007 and 2008. And we finally did that. And then Friday night was one of the more enjoyable games I've ever watched. I mean, it was just fantastic. And, you know, couldn't they just lose? No. It's not how it goes with them. It's never how I mean, it goes you, with you them. You can't just lose. Now, the, the, the big thing, uh, and we're going to wrap up in a sec, Cal, because i got to get some sleep. The big thing on Twitter right now, though, is how come Utley wasn't suspended for the slide a month ago? Clearly mm-hmm. out of the baseline, and it's only because Tejada got hurt. Yeah, okay. Oh, oh. That slide yeah. into Tejada was far more egregious than the slide a month ago. Slide a month ago, he was out of the baseline. Slide last night, he was two feet off the air or off the ground. You know, in in, in any sport, I went back and forth with uh, Dennis uh, Waz from uh, the Jet Rider because mm. he was saying it's it's a ridiculous play, and they're saying in any sport that's a penalty. Like if you did that in football, it'd be hitting a defenseless receiver. If you did and trying to kneecap, if you did that in soccer, you'd get a red card and thrown out of the game. If you did that in hockey, it would be hitting a guy from behind because you could see his numbers. You get a 10-minute misconduct and a game misconduct. If you did that in the NBA on, like, a rebound with a guy with his back to you, you'd be kicked out of the game. Like any other sport. It's a penalty. Well, what's done is done, my friend. You got to believe. It's over. Well, no, not the series, but it's it. You know, that play is over. It's done. You think you? I get think the series is over. I don't feel great. That's how you feel? Yeah, I don't feel great. I'm hold. I'm I'm holding off until tomorrow. See, we've switched. We've completely swapped. Yeah, that's it's it's Freaky Friday. It's again. is it? And always. Can I be Jamie Lee Curtis? Yeah, that's fine. Because I because I don't All know right. who the older ones are. Yeah, uh, let's wrap this. <laughs> let's wrap this puppy up. Wrap it up. Anything you want to add? Let's go. Yeah, I think we'll try to maybe do a show on Wednesday. Wednesday, November twelfth. 
Wednesday. <laughs> this is good. We could make these like specials. Well, this was a, uh, a special uh, session of RTU Congress. This well, <laughs> you turned the bat signal off. A special session of the Joint Chiefs. PJ was funny. He's like, "You guys don't need me tonight. Don't worry about it." He was he was right. The only other time you did this was um, for the uh, Johan Santana no hitter. No hitter. Yeah. Well, this merited it because you, you'll never see a friggin' play like that again, ever. Or you will. It just Smart won't be. Night. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, Flores will be after the series. <coughs> Matt Reynolds' era begins. Hey, I welcome the Matt Reynolds' era. Let's have it. Um, all right, buddy. Uh, we'll talk during the week. Are you, you going it. tomorrow night? No. Are you going Tuesday? I'm going Tuesday. You are going Tuesday? Yes. You sneaky bastard. Why? What you see? You just you didn't say it the whole time. You were going. Oh no, I was always going Tuesday. Oh, never mind that. <laughs> There's nothing sneaky about you. Cal, you never listen look. to me. I don't. <laughs> he doesn't you know like what? me in this shirt. <laughs> this all got heated, and it sucks what happened la- uh, last night. But since we haven't talked about it, you can never take away that Saturday in Cincinnati from us. Or from that team. And that was one of the greatest moments I ever had as a Mets fan. So I'm hanging on that. And whatever happens in this series happens. I hope the hell they win. If they don't, you can't take that Saturday in Cincinnati away from us. So they've already done They've done enough for me. And I'm proud of them. Nice. And I'll simply say, you know, I throw out the I played the game a long time card. At a high level card, a lot. Uh, it's probably annoying. I apologize if it is. Um, you don't have to have played the game a long time at a high level, by any means, to know that that's a dirty play. It's a dirty play. I don't care if it's legal, illegal. It's always, always been a dirty play. Here's the here's the watermark or here's the uh the, the, the test. Right? I showed it to Teresa today. And she said, How in the world is that legal in baseball? And she knows nothing not of the game she, that long. She does know nothing she knows nothing of the neighborhood play. She would think the neighborhood play had something to do with Mr. Rogers or something or or there was a no neighborhood idea. play put on by the local theater. That's right. That's right. It was That's a community theater play. production. That's the neighborhood play. And she said, that that can't be legal. So, again, I throw it out there all the time. The, I played a long time. Crap. Wesley, who's four, knows that that's a dirty play. Hey, since, <coughs> since you started the music again, I'm taking a second final unload. All right, do it. <laughs> My name's on the marquee. Hey, Ruben Tejada, buddy, get better soon. All right? We give you a ton of crap, a ton of crap, but you never, ever deserve to go out like that. And on a double play that you had no intention of turning, you, left, you gave your body up for it, for the team. So 
Get better soon, buddy. I hope to see you back next year. Yep. Absolutely. All right. We will talk during the week. And, uh, you know, not one of my favorite players ever, Cal, but I totally agree. Gutsy. Yeah. Gutsy. All right. Uh, for Brian Calvi and the Bishop, who's not here. We'll see you next week. Good night, Cal. Good night, Chief. The, the neighborhood play. Right, should, we, should we maybe do it again? Fine with the wind. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.